As a public service announcement, we would like to inform the listeners that spoilers for the following shows are discussed in this week's episode. 30 Rock, Outlander, Dexter, Broad City, New Girl, Grey's Anatomy, The Office, The Sopranos, Nathan For You, One Tree Hill, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Publicity, Insecure, and Veeb. Thank you. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Jot That Down. I'm Chloe. I'm Alex. And I'm Haley. And we're providing you with knowledge that you're not asking for. Each week, we will talk about a different topic, and we're all going to research something related to that topic and present it to the other people on the podcast. This week's episode is our favorite TV characters. Let's kick it off, ladies. Alex, do you want to start? Oh, boy, do I. Sure. Okay. I don't know what order I'm going. Hello? (laughs) I'm here. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. So rather than just jump right into it, I think that you should both try to guess who a character is in my top five TV show characters. Okay. I want to say it's a character from Veep, and it's Dan Egan. Okay. I see why you say that, because he's beautiful, right? Yes, and you love him. Yes, and I love him, because he's beautiful. Right. He is a trash character. (laughs) Like a trash person as a character. So this is the hard thing with guessing yours is that you can find a character really entertaining, but also at the same time, like, especially you, I think you have very like polarizing opinions. You can be like, oh, obviously they're a great character, but fuck no, I hate them. Like, I feel like that's you. (laughs) So it's very difficult. Mm, I'm just a multifaceted girl is what you're trying to say. Exactly. That's exactly it. (laughs) Are you going to guess or you just wanted to say that? Well, is she right? I'm going to guess after. Oh, oh, I thought, okay. It was clear okay. that I was wrong. It, yeah, no, Dan Egan is not one of my favorite characters. Okay, I am going to say Adrian Sopranos. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> Are you joking? It's like we don't even know you, really. I will say that I do appreciate the character of Aid, Adrian from Sopranos. I also appreciate like 20 of the characters from Sopranos and none of them made it on my list. Wow. Okay. That's <laughs> Not good. even Christopher. Yeah. Christopher. I, I have a lot Close to say about dog. him and I'll just leave it at this in our rewatch, which is currently happening. He's actually mm-hmm. not a good guy. Like, yeah, no, he never was hun. <laughs> yeah. And thank you. Okay. Go ahead, Alex. So sorry. Okay. All right. So I will give you this, Chloe. You did guess that one of my characters was from Veep. It was not Dan Egan. It is Gary Walsh. He's on my list. (laughs) (laughs) This is perfect. Go on. Oh, no. Okay. So Gary Walsh is portrayed by Tony Hale. He is a political aide, assistant, personal aide to Selena Meyer, who is played by Julia Louis-Dreyfus and is the fictional vice president of the United States of America in the show Veep. Veep. VP, Vice President, we all get it. We're all on the same page. Okay. I got it. Do you want to spell that out for us? <laughs> no. Thank you. Okay. Um, so he's a body man for her, which is just like a person that goes everywhere, arranges lodging, 
transportation, personal briefings, like snacks, phone calls, <laughs> cell phones, whatever, for like a president or a vice president, they all had them. They all had multiple or like they staggered them, whatever. Okay. Um, so what I love about him is just that he's so funny. He has like a brown bag that has everything that Selena could ever need. Um, and he's just ready at her beckoning call and just gives her like lipstick, like Purell, antibacterial, squirt, squirt everywhere she goes. Um, so yeah, he's just always around her. And uh, my favorite thing is when she's about to greet someone like in politics or something, he's like right there behind her, like whispering, not even like in her ear, like up against her cheek like who it is and a fact about them and it's just so comical um so I love their relationship but just Gary himself is a great character so sorry Chloe I probably took all you had to say about no, him I but... have more to say okay good and you know it's funny because have a question oh fine what <laughs> I just okay so I've only seen a little bit of beef and a little bit of Arrested Development everyone knows that or maybe they don't that I have a problem with finishing shows but I wanted to know if his character is similar to his character in Arrested Development because I feel like Tony Hale does a very good job at being like a peculiar person mm -hmm. and I get that so, vibe that they're similar yeah I I would say that okay it's funny because at first I put down Buster from Arrested Development on Incredible. my list and I was gonna do that what Can I just we? say that I named my car Buster after Buster Blue because <laughs> he is one of my favorite characters. He's not on my list, but Tony Hale in general is just like mm -hmm. a great actor. Yeah, I would say that their characters are obviously like different in the sense of who they are and what they like their family dynamic and all of that. Um, mm -hmm. But I would say that they do have a lot of similarities where they kind of like in a way helpless without like unless they're like latching on to another person so like in Arrested Development it's like him I think his mom he's kind of like nothing without Lucille um and then in Veep he's just like what he is because of his relationship with Selena and like the fact that he has her to like attach to would you agree Chloe? For sure like he has mother boy syndrome in Arrested mm -hmm. Development and then he is at Selena's beck and call all the time in Veep. And yeah. they're very similar. I think he's a little bit smarter in Veep. Like he talks mm -hmm. about how he like studied science and all these things at UVA. And then in Arrested Development, he thinks the blue part of a map is the land. So like he's a little <laughs> bit different. Yeah. I did see that part. I love that. A couple differences, but yeah. But either way, Tony Hill just outstanding agreed Done again. okay we're moving on to my next character Haley's gonna hate this one Great. it's Nathan Fielder from Nathan for you oh my god so <clears throat> Nathan Fielder is portrayed by Nathan Fielder he's um, a Canadian businessman who went to business school in Canada and got really good grades and he lends his business background and expertise to struggling companies and people um, but they're always absurd ideas and they almost never work or they work but like at the expense of everything else um, so what I like about this character is that he's really funny and like just dry weird humor and he doesn't 
break character a lot, which I appreciate. Um, and also he's just so socially awkward that it hurts to watch sometimes, which is why I know Haley hates this. Um, and he's so eager to be liked and just something about that character just cracks me up. Um, I thought I would share a couple of the funniest plots on his show that I thought really, um, really show like what a great character he is. Um, so the first one is the pizza promotion where it was like, Wow, I, I probably should have researched all these. I'm just doing this from memory. Um, so the pizza promotion. You was really like, didn't jot that down, did you? Sure didn't. Okay. So the pizza promotion skit is where he works with a pizza place that guarantees delivery of the pizza that you order within a certain amount of time. And if it doesn't come in that amount of time, then you're eligible for a free pizza. And the amount of time that they give themselves is like so small that there's no way by the time you get the call, you make the pizza and you put it out there that it'll be ready in that time. So everyone's always like, okay, well, where's the promotional pizza? Like you're not on time. Give me the pizza. And it's like the smallest two by two pizza. And they have like a little box for it. And the customers are always pissed off. And that's just like, like, yeah, okay. You're getting business because people are excited about the promotion, but now you're getting all these angry customers that are like threatening your delivery guy. Is it worth it? Oh, that's the and part then, of the episode that I just couldn't. I hated, <laughs> I hated watching this poor kid who's like 16 just trying to make a couple bucks and he's just getting like verbally assaulted by all of these customers. Yeah, it just, it doesn't work out. Um, and then the other example that I had that was just like the funniest episode was this one guy who uh, makes chili and he want, he wanted to be a vendor inside like a sports arena to sell his chili to people that are there for the sports game and he like couldn't get a vending spot in like one of those like kiosk things or whatever um so nathan devised this plan where he would he would create a suit that contains the chili and had like all these tubes and stuff to like dispense chili in the cup and like dispense sour cream and like and then he was basically going around to random people like he's dealing drugs and he's just like hey you want some chili and they're like <laughs> no but on the off chance that they say yes like he could just dispense chili out of his suit and it was just like a massive huge suit that he was wearing that sounds disgusting it is disgusting and the the worst part about it is that he like obviously knows this is a joke like Nathan knows that this is all just like comical stupid shit that he like he because the person wearing the suit would have to be in the suit all day he devised a way that you could like pee in the suit and then just like expel the pee to get it out of the suit and it was like a button in your hand and one of it was like chili and one of it was <laughs> pee so you're like a button away it's just, <laughs> it's just Oh and the God. fact that weren't the tubes really close together? Yes. Like, it was literally like Russian roulette. If you press the wrong button, you're done for. Just the <laughs> only time I've ever watched that show is when I lived with you guys and you were like, oh, let's watch Nathan for you. And I was like, I don't know what this is. And I felt so uncomfortable watching it. Like, I did not enjoy should. it. Yeah. I didn't enjoy it. It happens. So, yes, hey, that's my what. You're not going to bring up, there was this one episode, don't you remember? Wasn't it like the pet cemetery? 
Yes, I thought about that one. <laughs> so I don't exactly remember the premise of the pet cemetery, but it was something like a pet shop wanted to advertise and I think just like reach out to like more people, potential customers. So he decided to take out an ad in a pet cemetery, but it was just like a huge gravestone for the pet shop. So like right. all these people that were going to bury their dead pets could then see the advertisement for a pet shop and like potentially buy a new pet. <laughs> and then there's this one scene where he goes to show the lady who owns the pet shop. And she's just like astonished that, it's a huge gravestone like in a pet cemetery and he brings a bottle of champagne. <laughs> I don't oh, even know why. I wish this wasn't a podcast. I wish we could like show the clip. Roll the clip. Oh, roll the clip. Roll the clip. Okay. <laughs> and instead of just opening the bottle, he like breaks the side, like the neck of the champagne bottle on the side of the gravestone and it just like shatters glass <laughs> and just explodes. He like kisses the gravestone. Oh, no. <laughs> uh. Anywho, is that enough? Do you yes, want more? Thank you. No, that's what I just like I expect <laughs> once I heard that all I could think about was the pet cemetery. <laughs> I was like, she has Understandable. Okay, understandable. Okay. So those are two of my favorite TV show characters. We still got three more to go. Okay, so the third one is Dexter Morgan from the show Dexter, portrayed by Michael C. Hall. I wish you all could see Haley's face right now. She looked <laughs> disgusted. You're picking and choosing these people like you're gonna choose a serial killer I haven't seen the show but you're gonna choose a serial killer Spoiler and then you're alert. not gonna choose <laughs> we should put a you didn't choose Adrian so Dexter Morgan is portrayed by Michael C. Hall and he is a blood splatter expert that works for a police department in Miami and he also targets and kills murderers Dun, dun, dun. So I think what I like most about this character is that it's obviously like an interesting dynamic. The fact that he works for a police department and has like access to a database and like DNA of all these serial killers and criminals and murderers and stuff. And he basically just like decides to take it upon himself to kill them. Um, and then I think it's also interesting the fact that like Obviously, he's a bad person because he is killing people, but also you kind of see him as like a hero because there's criminals that fall in the cracks of the justice system and he just like takes care of them in a way that the police wouldn't or can't. So that's why I picked him, Haley. I feel judgmental. Like I've never watched Dexter, but I've heard it's really good. But mm -hmm. couldn't you technically constitute Dexter as like, a good person because he's killing all of the serial killers yeah in a way like is he a hero or anti-hero I don't I don't know I think I think he could be seen as both so I think that's kind of why I think it's so interesting and also he just has like such a dry sense of humor and like also is so aware and realizes how like he doesn't have feelings almost and like is so he's self-aware that he has like no empathy, but at the same time, like he does fall in love or like what he thinks is love, I guess. And like, he does care for his sister and like his father that adopted him and he has a child that he cares about too. So it's kind of interesting. I don't know. 
think I haven't really seen a character like that in TV. Um, and I loved the show so much growing up that that is why I picked him as one of my favorites. Didn't, didn't he fall in love with his sister? Mm, possibly. Mm, okay. He married her in real life, too. Well, why Are they still together? together? No, they divorced. That's like, no, that's real well, life. Well, at least they're family. <laughs> when you're here, you're family. Am I right? <laughs> Exactly. All righty, moving on. My fourth character, okay, and these also aren't in order. I'm not going to put them in order because I can't. Okay. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Um, So next is Mac, aka Ronald McDonald from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. (laughs) I was like, oh, I didn't know we could pick fast food characters. (laughs) (laughs) I choose Colonel Sanders. No. Okay. So <laughs> Mac is portrayed by Rob McElhenney. <laughs> Gals, serious. <laughs> You're muted, but I can see I you. Had to, I had to mute myself. It's so embarrassing laughing at your own. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, Mac is portrayed by Rob McElhenney. And he is part of the gang that owns Patty's Pub, which is just like a dive bar in Philadelphia. And he thinks that he's like this smart guy who just like debunks science and believes in God and stuff like that. But really, he's like the the muscle behind the gang. Um, and he's like the not a bouncer of the bar, but like security, quote unquote, uh, for the bar. He's obsessed with his self image and being like this tough, badass guy. Um, but deep down, he's really so fragile and so pure, not pure, but like sensitive, you know, has feelings. Um, and also he does like this weird karate, which like isn't karate, but it's so funny. So I just had to include that. Um, so what I like about him is that he's really outrageous. Um, but he's also the most reasonable out of everyone in the gang. Um, because if you've ever seen It's Always Sunny, every single one of them is crazy and like is either like super manipulative or just super out there. And he's actually the most reasonable out of all of them. And he also had like a very interesting religious arc where he like started off super, super religious. Um and he's kind of toned that down through the years. And also his sexuality has always been like a big question mark in the show. Um, and he finally came out as gay on the show, which I think was like an incredible, literally like a 12 season arc for his character to go through all that. And also interesting enough, he is the person that said, jot that down which is the reason I say jot that down, which is the reason this podcast is called jot that down. Oh my God. That's incredible. If you were to rank your characters, he would obviously be number one for that reason. Oh, true. That's fair. Uh, Thanks Ronald McDonald. (laughs) Yes. So great character. Um, Okay. So you're probably thinking, these are all men. Where are the women? Where's the representation? I thought the same thing. But lo and behold, my fifth and final favorite TV show character is Liz from Publicity from The yes. Cole Show. <laughs> Hell yes. 
Oh my god. So Liz is the blonde Liz, the bigger Liz, and she is portrayed by Nick Kroll in his show, The Kroll Show, in his skit Publicity. So Publicity is um about two Liz's that run a publicity company called Publicity. It's based off their names. And <laughs> And what I like about her is that she's so funny. She's really confident for the most part, unless it's when she got bangs, in which case she is not confident. And she's just not afraid to speak up about however she's feeling and, you know, butt heads with other Liz or anyone else, like Cassandra in the firm. Um, Some notable things or like uh, episodes that I loved with Liz were when she got bangs. I don't know if either of you saw that. You probably did. We've watched it. I think we you, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> so in this episode, Liz gets bangs, super confident, comes in, and she reveals her bangs only to find everyone is horrified. And are you other Liz, the quote? Like, are you going to impersonate? Um, which quote? I got bangs. No. I'm going to cut this part out, but do it in her voice. No. No, my favorite quote is when people, or Liz, basically other Liz is like unimpressed with her bangs. And then Liz, bigger Liz, blonde Liz, is um, upset that the other Liz doesn't like them. And she's clearly getting emotional. And then she says, it's not what's kind into me. It's what's gotten onto me. It's the thing. <laughs> and, and that's just classic. And also when she's leaving and she looks at them and she goes, bang, voyage. <laughs> and then she proceeds to walk out. Um, and then also I loved the episode. It's a little gross. Not gross. It's just weird. When she is interviewing Seth Rogen and James Franco. And then she ends up making out with both of them. Uh, so that's a fun little thing. And also from that skit, she says chonky, which I've also put into my vocabulary now. We know. I'm a sponge. What can I say? Haley used to leave the room and go bang voyage, like for months. (laughs) And it's definitely because of you, Alex. It's because of Liz, really. Liz's impact. All right, and with that, that yeah, that sums up my favorite TV show characters. Well, great job, That's a really Alex. solid list. Thank you. Wow, it took me a little bit to come up with them. But I'm I, I really don't. I guess I should have thought of Always Sunny. Yeah, you should have. The other ones I couldn't have guessed. I didn't even know you watched Dexter. <laughs> yeah, so. well, you didn't know me back then, so I don't blame yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Haley, do you want to kick it off with your list? Oh, I would love to. Let me pull her up. Okay. Are we guessing? <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, I'll guess first. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that Eric from True Blood is potentially on the list, but from your face, I feel like you you don't think that I will say no but that is such a good one and I kind of forgot I watched True Blood and that I was so obsessed with it for like months um 
I don't know if I'd be able to replace someone on my list with him, but I was obsessed, and that's a very good guess. That's fair. Also, um, I would guess someone from Broad City, for sure. Polly Alana. That's what I was going to say. Ding, ding, ding. Winner, <laughs> winner. Yeah, she won. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Any other guesses? <laughs> um, well, I already know one of them, so I'm not going to oh, yeah. say it. Oh, yeah. But... I don't know. You watch like the weirdest shows. Really? Yeah. I have a very, I would say I have an eclectic taste, but I also, one of my biggest faults is not finishing shows and like watching a few seasons, Googling how they end. Like, so I can relieve some of my anxieties about how it'll end. And then I'll just stop watching. So I don't have to go through those waves of emotions. I get that. That's fair. Okay, to kick this off, and this is in no particular order, Claire Frazier in Outlander. Literally obsessed with her, okay? Picture it. Well, actually, I can't really picture it because I can't remember the exact date. I want to say, okay, so World War II ended in what? <laughs> 45? Oh, <Haley. laughs> Wait, around what? there. Did you say 1935? 45. 45. Oh, my God. Okay, okay, World yeah. War II ends. Let's, I'm just no, no, I don't think there was a second one. <laughs> Stop. We're okay, living it. In, no, 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 yes. It ended in 45. Sorry. Okay. So, yes, picture it. So, Claire, her maiden name was actually Claire Beecham, but then she married this guy called Randall. So, her name was Claire Randall. She was a nurse in World War II, and she's on her second honeymoon. This is kind of a synopsis, but also, like, character development, whatever. She's on her second honeymoon with her first husband because they both went to war. They came back, whatever. And they went to Scotland and she essentially got trapped in an ancient Scottish stone circle and literally went back in time to Scotland, 1743. And that's why I had to do the math because I knew it wasn't exactly 200 years, but like basically the same thing. So she literally, okay. Yeah. (laughs) What's a stone circle? Thank you so much for asking. It's very confusing and it's kind of, um, is it witchcraft? I truly don't know. It's like this ancient thing where these people, it's in Inverness, Scotland. So that doesn't really help anyone, but it's like this stone circle where people can es- essentially like travel through time. And she turned out to be one of those people who could do such a thing, whatever it is. So she literally goes back 200 years and is just stuck in Scotland. And mind you, she's British. So like, you don't want to be British in Scotland basically any time when Britain was still ruling Scotland because obviously it was horrible. They were like, they treated them so poorly. They tried to like control everything with taxes, essentially what they did to America, but probably worse. Anyway, so this woman who's a nurse, luckily, literally has to adapt as a British woman in Scotland in 1743 and she's like super strong. She's witty. She's outspoken, which at any point in history, as we all know, is threatening to men, like always men hate it. She has to deal with these barbaric men and she is taken in by this family. She meets her soon to be husband, Jamie Frazier, which obsessed with him. Those two go through so much shit throughout the entire series. Um, a couple things like she gets accused of witchcraft. They have to like flee all the time. She's constantly being attacked by drunk men. 
Um, she's been taken prisoner at one point. Her husband has too. It's like this whole thing. Eventually, Claire has to go back through the stones because there's going to be an uprising in Scotland. Um, so she has to leave her husband and she also happens to be like super pregnant. And so she had to go back in time to, I think it was like the 60s and essentially have a child, raise a child while leaving her husband behind in the 1740s, 50s, whatever. And then doesn't see him for 20 years. 20 years. And she raises this kid with her old husband. It's super complicated, whatever it is. Anyway, so my second one is a combination of two characters, but people just call them one character, and that is Naley. Nathan and Haley Scott from One Tree Hill. Yes, I support this <laughs> a zillion percent. Thank you so All much. right, interesting. Alay, do you support it? First of all, I only saw like 12 episodes once, okay. like 10 years ago, and I've never watched it since. But how can they be one character if they're two people? Because people call them Naily, like in the show, online. Because right, they're a great fine. couple. Okay, thanks. Um, I will preface this by saying I've only watched four seasons of the show. I think there's nine seasons, but I'm blowing through it because it's so good. Like, truly okay. obsessed with it. So we just have to keep in mind that this judgment is based on essentially half the show. Um, but by the sounds of it, I think Naily is a crowd favorite no matter what. Chloe, can you confirm? I have only watched five or six seasons of this show. Oh. Um, because I just like gave up on it. Mm-hmm. But cool. I loved them to where I stopped watching. Also, same. Um, it's just like the douchey guy ends up like changing for the really sweet girl trope. We've all seen it in a bunch of popular movies and TV shows. But Nate is like this asshole who cheats and fights with his girlfriend in the first season. It's not Haley, by the way, it's Kaden. Um, and then eventually, like, he starts dating Haley because he's trying to get back at his half brother, Lucas Scott. Um, and anyway, they start really liking each other, turns to love. They get married as juniors in high school. Can you imagine? That part is just like a little questionable, but it was a lot. I was like, is this super necessary? But I mean, I guess it kind of was. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They quickly fell in love. Obviously they have their ups and downs so far. Me just finishing season four, like she tried to pursue her music career and obviously like that was a shit storm because she ended up leaving him coming back. They went through this whole thing. She gets pregnant. She just had her baby and that's where we left off. But I think the whole moral of the story is that I guess young love can last. I love that moral. Thank wow. You. And that story. Okay. Third one, Nick Miller, new girl. Okay. I, yeah. I can see that. Mm-hmm. I've never watched New Girl. What? It's because you don't like Zoe, right? I hate Zoe Deschanel. Well, I'm okay. not a fan well, either, but you can look past mm-hmm. it. She's the main character. I said you can look past it. <laughs> Just look past it. Her okay. character, it doesn't like ruin, it doesn't taint the show, her being so annoying, I think. Maybe I'll give it a try. Wait, are you saying her character is annoying or her being an actress? No, I think her as an actress, like you can watch Elf, right? Yeah, and she's 
Okay, so her and Elf and her in Failure to Launch are very different characters. So clearly she's able to like change her personality. That's mm-hmm. true. I have, I did enjoy Failure to Launch and Elf. So maybe I'll mm-hmm. give it a try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should. Um, and Nick Miller will probably be one of your favorites. So he starts out as basically a man child who lives paycheck to paycheck as a bartender. Um, he seems like at the beginning, he seems extremely content with it. And he, we found out a couple episodes like into it, that he dropped out of law school because he just like wanted nothing to do with it. But then down the line, you come to find out that he actually passed the bar exam. So you, you can tell there's like sprinkles of like him being motivated throughout the show. But at first he's really, he is kind of sad. Um, he's clearly in love with Jess, like, from the get-go, but they take two seasons to make a move on each other, and the first kiss will truly blow you away. It is chef's, literally chef's kiss. Oh, I can't so wait. It's so cute. Literally, yeah. they're chefs, and they kiss. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yes, so he's super thoughtful and caring to Jess throughout the whole show, but he especially is, like, when they're dating, obviously. Um, they eventually break up. Sorry, hate to say it. Wait, are you going to watch this, Chloe? No, you can feel free to spoil it. Okay. So they eventually Wait, break what? up. But I'm sorry. They eventually no, break kidding. up because Jess is essentially like, I don't know what you're trying to do with your life. And I, I can't really like support you through it. It was this whole thing. He's like, not great with money management, with being an adult, with having responsibilities, etc. Um, but they continue to be friends throughout the show and then eventually they get back together. But it was really sweet because like when they were broken up, he started to really improve his life. Like he was able to hone in on his writing and then he eventually like creates this, um, book series called the Pepperwood Chronicles. Super good. Um, he he dated. Oh, Oh, sorry. Does he get his life together so that he can win her back? So, okay. So it's not like intentional, I don't think, but he does do that. Like, he is able to grow as a person, and it's not necessarily through the women he dates, but it's just him growing up and realizing, like, oh, I should probably, like, work on my writing more and be a little bit more responsible, except his girlfriend before just kind of pushed him to do that a little bit, but I digress. Um, so they get back together seasons later. His book series has taken off. Like, the last season is just, like, them getting married. It's super fucking cute. Oh, oh my God. Um, he remains like his true self, but he's not as much of a man child, but I just love how honest he is. And I have a couple, a couple moments that I'm thinking of off the top of my head. There was this one time where Schmidt was trying to break Jess and Nick up and they were admitting each other, like their faults and their secrets. So Schmidt couldn't like use them against them. And I love, (laughs) he's just like spewing all of these things. And he's like, I'm not convinced I know how to read. I've just memorized a lot of words. And then he also is like, I don't think dinosaurs existed. I've seen the science. I don't believe it. Like, he's going on, like, this whole tangent and is just the funniest shit I've ever seen. But, yes, highly recommend. I'll add it to my list. Alex, mm-hmm. did, you watch, great character. did you watch New Girl? I sure did. Twice. Or, like, once and a half. One and a half times. Oh. Um, yeah. He's a great character. The, really all is. the characters are pretty good, actually. Like, even Schmidt and Winston and even Coach, they're all good characters. Yeah. Except for Jess. <laughs> mm. I, I turn it on every night before I go to bed. And I just 
it's a good show okay. to just yeah 10 out of 10 good character <sighs> picks thank you so much my fourth one it's probably obvious but i don't know meredith bray gray's anatomy i knew you were gonna pick interesting did you choose her also chloe oh absolutely not okay so hear me out though hear me out no one in their right mind would stop amen so i can applaud her i did note that i would literally be afraid to be her friend like she's very intimidating and i can never tell like where her alliances lie but i think it's because she's a very independent character and eventually, at the end of the day, she, like, looks out for herself. I don't know. I think she's a very standout character, and I cannot believe all of the shit that Shonda has put her through. It's so it's so bad. Like, love Shonda, but also, dear God. It's certainly a lot. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, so, she just annoys me. <laughs> yeah, I do get annoyed with her, but for her to go through all of this stuff and still be mentally okay i mean she's still like a standout surgeon she's a mom she's able to like have good relationships with people even after she's lost people like i mean literally everyone she's ever loved has died so <laughs> spoiler True. alert spoiler um i won't say everything that's happened because i know chloe's behind but just a couple examples honestly Haley, please feel free to spoil yeah. it because like i don't know if i'm ever gonna I always hit this wall with Grey's Anatomy where like mm. I watch and I watch and I watch and then I'm like, I'm bored. Everything is the yeah. same. That's fair. A lot of it is the same. I just feel like Shonda puts Meredith through the ringer because like, I guess what else are you supposed to do with the main character? They can't be happy ever, apparently. Okay, um, but also she does that to every single character. Like no one does. has a nice life. Okay, but... Who do, there is a there are a couple people who have a decent life. Yeah, who? Yeah. Um, why can't I think of his name? Because <laughs> <laughs> he he's dead, kids. probably. Stop. Jackson. Jackson totally has like a decent life. Um, I mean, didn't they lose a child and he got divorced? Um, yeah, but also, and he doesn't like, have a relationship with his father. Okay, but that's among the spe spectrum of, like, things that happen to normal people. Like, Meredith literally... Normal people. Okay, oh, okay. Okay. So, <laughs> Meredith survives a bomb, a plane crash, everyone she loves dying. A I wrote shooting. this down. A shooting. Yeah. Uh, got COVID recently in the show. Like, literally all of this stuff. That is not normal. I really don't like, and this is a, a side note, that shows are putting, like, COVID, like, this is us is doing Same. that, where, like, they have COVID happening, and I'm like, I'm already living this, like, in my reality. I do not need to turn on the TV and, like, watch people wear masks. Like, yeah. no. And they're, like, in full hazmats, like, in a bubble. It's intense. It's a lot. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, if I'm living it, I don't, like, shows are an escape for me. I don't want to see them living my life. Like, that's absolutely not what I want. But also, I do see where you're coming from. Yeah, she is put through a bit more than the average person would be. You know, I think it's just very admirable that she's still, like, a functioning, successful person. That's all. That's true. Yeah. Yeah.
and her relationship with Christina was the best, but of course, Christina left because everyone leaves, apparently. Anyway, okay, my final character, you guys guessed it, Alana Wexler. I honestly don't think I need to say more to this crowd, but <laughs> to the crowd listening, um, she's like truly one of the funniest characters on TV, in my opinion. Agreed. I agree 100%. Yeah. Yes. I agree too. Like, I've watched Broad City all the way through multiple times, and it just doesn't get old for me. Um, but a quick synopsis she's basically like in love with her best friend, Abby. And the two just chronicle their lives together in New York City. And most of the time, it's, like, unfortunate. But it's in the best, like, funniest way possible. Ugh, it's, it's five seasons of just pure joy, honestly. Um, some fave so quotes, good. moments. Um, <laughs> Alana just goes, how am I? Love it. Um, I'm only 27. What am I, a child bride? We quote, we quote these all the time. Um, I also loved when she realized she bought a dog hoodie for the third time. <laughs> she put it on herself and then she had to like scribble out her stomach because there was an important meeting at work. Um, and then when she's also like, today I got eight emails. Wait, going back to the dog thing, when her <laughs> boss is like, that's a dog collar holder. Like that's like where the collar goes. And she's like, what? <laughs> That's a dog hoodie. Those are holes for ears. Exactly. That's the line. Love it. Um, and then when she sings, and we sing this to each other all the time. Happy 30, flirty. Happy 30. Happy 30th birthday, Abby. Incredible. My my tie for favorite episodes are the Florida episode and Mm -hmm. the episode where it's Abby's birthday and they do the Tippity top to the tippity bottom of Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> we all know it. I also um, love the one where Susie, Abby's mom, well, I know her as Susie from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. I forget her name in Broadway. I didn't know she was in that. Yes. Yeah. She, she's like a main character. She's yeah. like what? amazing in Curb. It's, it's yeah. hilarious what? how different they are. But she... I think her mom dies or someone in her family dies and she and Alana go to Chinatown, like that same episode, the one where Abby gets pegged and (laughs) and they like get in the van and she starts like yelling at them, like in Mandarin. And she's like, what do you think I am? Like some bitch who wants knockoffs, like bring me the good shit. And they like blindfold them and like throw them in a car. Like it's incredible. Oh Wait, that same episode I loved when they're literally like sitting Shiva and Abby comes and tells Alana that she got pegged and she like exclaims while they're all just quiet and like mourning the loss. <laughs> She's like, you got pegged? <laughs> Love this that. This is the best day of my <laughs> life. Oh, it's so good. It's incredible. incredible. The only episode I can't watch is the one with the rat. Like that one, I'm just like, it just that's like, fair. it it just like gives me the heebie-jeebies. Mm. I also like the episode when they're locked out. I actually really like Abby in that episode too when she does parkour for Trey because he's like, show me what you got. Do a tic tac on the hydrant. <laughs> um, Chloe, I don't know if you knew this, but back in the day when. Haley and I were in college and we were like not even friends. I used to go like to her room. Friends. We were like acquaintances, if that. I would go to her room and watch 
weekly with her and her roommate Meg. Aw, that yeah. is so sweet. Yeah, it's there. So nice of them. <laughs> and not talk to each other. But were you? Was it because you were like more friends with Meg for some reason? I yeah, I definitely was okay. friends with Meg. But like, I don't. I think that was the reason why. I just okay. I didn't invite you. I know that. Yeah. Um, interesting sure. tidbit that Haley and I discovered recently because we were talking in a meeting about the time that Haley got hit by a car while we were at work. And I was like, oh my God, Haley, that was the first time I ever hugged you because I remember thinking to myself, is this inappropriate to hug this girl on like her fourth day of work? I don't want to like creep her out. So I was like, is it okay if I hug you? I'm going to hug you. And Haley was like, yeah, that's when we became friends. And then she was like, oh my God, we've been friends almost longer than Alex and I have been friends. And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, we didn't move in together till September. And you hugged yeah. me in June. <laughs> Can yeah. you believe? I was like, oh my God. Wow. You burnt, so Alex. <laughs> Happens. Um, also, I know Haley is such a hardcore fan of the show because every single morning while we got ready for work, I would just hear like four and three and two and one. one. <laughs> <laughs> like Haley, it's seven in the morning. Calm down. Every morning. I have to say, like, I, we did have very different habits when getting ready. Like Alex could like sit in silence or she could like play something quietly out loud, like Love Island when you were doing that for such a long time. <laughs> And mine was, like, I needed the earth to literally shake me for me to, like, get up and do things. So I was, like, okay, everything. I need the lights on. I need music. I need shows. (laughs) I know. Incredible. But that was a great choice, too. Interesting characters. Thank you so much. Mm. Okay, Joel. Now's your your time to shine. (sighs) Okay, well, these are also in no particular order. And I feel very strongly about all of these characters. Um, but like there is a good mix of men and women. So oh, you nice. Alex. <laughs> um, okay, so number one, Liz Lemon from 30 Rock, portrayed by Tina Fey. So obviously Tina Fey is like brilliant and was on SNL and does like so many amazing things, like Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. But as Liz Lemon, not only is she like the creator of 30 Rock, but her character is like truly one of the best television characters, in my opinion. She is like a very normal person, but has like the most amazing sense of humor. I truly don't know how to describe it. She sticks to her gut. She's like a super hard worker, but she has all of these like satirical like anecdotes and just like has all these great expressions including shut it down what the what by the hammer of thor these are all like things that she says and then i can't stop saying them after i hear it um she also has an interesting relationship with her boss who is played by alec baldwin his name is jack donaghy and he is like the head executive of nbc news and she essentially her character like created this show called TGS, which is supposed to be like SNL, but it's like a knockoff. And he describes her as quote, the New York third wave feminist college educated single and pretending to be happy about it over scheduled under sexed 
buy any magazine that says healthy body image on the cover and every two years you take up knitting for a week, end quote. Like <laughs> that is literally all of the things that she loves in a nutshell. Like when she comes back from season six, he's like, how was your summer? She's like, I wore flip flops. Like the smallest things excite her. And I relate to that so hard. Um, she loves junk food. She's super geeky, has like zero social skills. And she kind of reminds me of me because her boss and her have this like very interesting, like mentor mentee relationship where at the beginning of the show, you can't tell if you like her boss, but then in the end, like by the finale, they're like family. Like he's like her father figure kind of. And that's how me and my old boss in DC were. He was like very much my mentor. Um, I will conclude Liz's statement by saying Liz reveals in the episode Fabian strategy that the three things she likes in the world are Ina Garten, sweater weather, and when the Muppets present at award shows. And if that doesn't sum me up, I don't know what does ladies. So that's that. I highly suggest 30 rock. I can Incredible. actually see that a lot. I can, I've seen a, a little bit of the show and I can see the parallels. A lot of parallels. We're basically the same person. What can I say? No. Okay, number two. I don't even have to say much about this character. Any guesses? Oh my god, you guys didn't guess. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Well, that's because you showed us your list like immediately. Wait, I don't remember her list. I'm gonna. Well, I I feel like I know who this one is, but I don't want to say it. Um, Carmela. Yep, she's on my list. Is she is she the next one or no? No. No. Okay. I'm not going to guess the next one. Okay. I'm mouthing it. Oh, <laughs> one more time. Yeah, it is. One more time. One more time. Wait, me. <laughs> it sounds like you're saying Marissa. No, you're yeah. wrong. <laughs> wrong. I hated Marissa on the OC. She was the worst. Oh, um, it's Michael Scott. Oh, played by oh Steve God. Carell. And I don't really need to say much about him because everybody knows him. Like, whether you watch The Office or whether you go on the internet, like, he's every meme. He is everywhere. He's amazing. Steve Carell, what a silver fox. I mean, my God. He aged so well, like, basically in reverse in that show. But at the root of it all, despite being extremely inappropriate and, like, weird in basically every episode – all Michael really wants is to be loved. Like you see it in little like spurts. Like he wants to be part of like a group and he wants to like feel included and like feel loved. And in the end he ends up with Holly who is like so perfect for him. And I love their whole relationship. And I honestly think their proposal episode is better than the Jim and Pam one. Um, but like in the episode where he steps on the George Foreman grill and burns his foot, um, he calls the office to be like, please send someone to help me. And Dwight immediately goes and you can hear him on the phone being like, not Dwight, send Jim because he wants to like be friends with Jim and have like, you know, lunch together and stuff. Um, but in the end, he's just kind of like the boss and then everyone appreciates him after he leaves. Um, and that's all I have to say about that. Although I'm very sad that The Office isn't on Netflix anymore. And now where is it available? I know. Peacock. Which it's on Peacock, which is like NBC's 
streaming service that they took like all their shows from all other streaming services and just put them there but they have like tiered services like how many services are we gonna fucking need i know and at first i thought like i don't know why i thought it would be free but like you can get seasons i think one and two for free on peacock and then to get any more like you have to pay it's so stupid that is trash Mm. okay Character number three is Kelly from Insecure, who is portrayed by Natasha Rothwell. I have watched Insecure twice through at this point. I love it. I can't get enough of it. I, like, already want to watch it again. She is so funny, like, laugh out loud funny. And if I had to, like, pick somebody in my life that reminded me of Kelly, it would be Haley. Like, makes me laugh constantly and is like also extremely supportive but also is like all about doing what's best for them which I think is like so important so she's a strong independent black woman who is so funny her character is the only one of all of the four friends that does not like focus on getting or like keeping a man which I think is so cool not cool but like I think it's very important like tells a lot about her that she's like extremely confident in who she is and like doesn't need anybody to like validate her um she has so many amazing lines (laughs) like when molly is debating leaving her all black firm to go or or her all white firm to go to an all black firm (laughs) kelly is like telling her about how sometimes like no matter like who you work with no matter their race like there's always issues and if you work with all black people they want to be in your business and like invite you to church and like have you over for a barbecue. And the quote is, damn Therese, stop trying to baptize me at work, which I think is just so fucking funny. (laughs) Um, Also interesting tidbit about her is she was a writer on SNL and I did not know that. No. Wait, I know. When was she a writer? Um, Hold please. I have to open Google, but I found that on Google. I'm not surprised because she seems, well, one, such a compliment that you even compared me to her because she's so funny and I can totally see how she would be like the same person in real life. Like, I'm not surprised she's a writer because she seems like she's actually a funny, like intelligent person on the show too. She stayed on for one season from 2014 to 2015 and said she, quote, never felt quite at home there, but was happy that they were, like, diversifying their writing staff. Aw. I mean, anyway. Okay, you you also said that you wanted them to, like, have a separate show with just her, right? Like a spinoff? Yes, I would literally love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she would be great having her own spinoff. I would love that. Agreed. Okay. Character four is two characters. Oh, okay. Kind of like Nailey, but it. um, it's Tony and Carmela Soprano portray- <laughs> <laughs> portrayed yeah. by James Gandolfini and Edie Falco. And Incredible. I will preface this by saying, yes, these are objectively not good people to their core. However, <laughs> I think they have some good qualities to them. Like I think that both of them 
put family first, like before everything and would do anything for the people in their family, whether that be murdering that person or not, they would still put family first. Um, Carmela takes such good care of everyone in this like very 1950s housewife, you know, sort of way where like she can afford to stay home and they have a housekeeper, but she like does things for the kids and hosts book club and you know, whatever. Um, but like when Christopher gets shot, she brings everyone coffee. And when Tony's mother dies, she hosts a funeral, even though they didn't want to have a funeral. Like she's over accommodating to everyone and is extremely good at like showing that she cares. Um, I think the thing I love the most about watching them together is the acting. Like I forget that I'm watching a show because I feel like I'm literally transported into this like mafia family with them um where I, I literally forget that it's a tv show like I'm like so transfixed by what I'm seeing and the first time I watched the Sopranos all the way through Alex I think you know this I used to listen to YouTube videos of interviews at work like between the Sopranos characters and I watched this one that was it's like the 10-year anniversary or the 20-year anniversary and Edie Falco talked about how she and James Gandolfini never interacted on set because they wanted to keep their sort of like tension real. So they didn't want to like be super close. So they basically didn't communicate outside of their scenes. And she said that his presence was so genuine as his character that it was like she was genuinely afraid of him. Like she was intimidated by him and had to try so hard to like be tough because Carmela is also extremely tough, but like in a very different way. Um, but she was like saying how she looked up to him so much and how he was like so amazing. And it was just so incredible because I, I obviously like they fight a lot and it's not great, but it feels very real. Like you feel like you're not watching actors. Does that make sense? I feel like yeah, you no, described that, that very well. Yeah, and it also, I, agree. I think it, I find it fascinating. Like, I wish they could have been friends in real life. But I mean, that's probably why the show was so successful and why their relationship was so successful, because it was real to them in some capacity, like the tension, the fear, like the dynamics between the two. It's, it's artwork, truly. It is. It's so well done. And I have to give credit to Alex, because I never would have watched it if Alex mm -hmm. hadn't talked it up so much like I would have always said like oh I want to watch this but I mm -hmm. loved it and I flew through it yeah the last two points yeah. I want to make are a Carmela is truly a style icon from the belts <laughs> to the nails to the hair it's immaculate she is just incredible a goddess mm -hmm. if you will and then I want to give Tony credit even though like he's super fucked up and like does terrible things and cheats on his wife and everything. He does take very good care of Christopher, even though Christopher is constantly letting him down and like fucking up all mm -hmm. the time. He treats him like a son, which I think is so admirable. And like, I do think Christopher appreciates it a lot. Um, so I think they're very family oriented, which is why I like their character so much. Sure. But what would their combined name be? Similar to Naley, what would it be? Is there one already? 
Carmoni. Uh, <laughs> Tony? Don't I don't know either. Okay, we'll work on it. Mm -hmm. Okay, we can come up with it. Um, and then finally, my last character we all know is Gary Walsh from Veep, portrayed by Tony mm -hmm. Hale as Alex previously covered. Um, the only other thing I want to add to what Alex said is that I love, love that it is so evident that he, Gary, is clearly in love with Julia Louis-Dreyfus's character. Like, he is always like, oh, you wanted to make out? And she'll be like, no, what are you talking about? Like, he always takes a hint the wrong way. And I think it's so funny. Um, and also he knows exactly what she wants to eat exactly when she wants to eat it. And I wish that somebody could do that with me because I never know what I want to eat, but I always want to be eating. So I really need to be dairy. fair. I think if someone were to guess pasta of some sort, they would mostly be right all the time. That's very true. What are you implying about me? <laughs> all I'm saying is every say. time Chloe and I have this conversation every day and I truly love it. It's like, what's for breakfast? What's for lunch? And she's like, what do I want to eat? And I'm like pasta. And I guess it because she loves pasta. I love pasta. Every day, some of us, like one of us is having pasta of some sort. Yesterday, Haley <laughs> texted me at like 1030 and was like, guess what I'm doing? And I was like, what? She was like eating a loaded baked potato and <laughs> sent me a picture. Of it. I was like, it's 1030 in the morning. But okay. <laughs> we just get weird. each other. It's just, it's time to carbo load. Am I right, Michael? Oh my God. Okay. I know I did five, but I have four honorable mentions. I'm not going, oh my into God. Time, but <laughs> I just want to give a shout out to um, Mil Milo Ventimiglia, who plays Jack Pearson. Amazing. And this is us. Yes. What? Okay. Yeah. This is us. What? Sorry, I don't watch. <sighs> Alex, what you think? Don't. Jess and Gilmore Girl. Okay, Lori belongs be with Jess. Yeah, she does. Okay. Um, number two is both of the girls from Broad City. Incredible. Number mm -hmm. three, Claire Foy, who plays the Queen, Queen Elizabeth, um, in seasons one and two of The Crown. Incredible acting. Like. I wish she was just the queen in all of the seasons. And then lastly, she's not just from one particular show, but I need to give her a shout out is Catherine Hahn. Is there anything that that woman cannot do? We just watched Central Park on Apple Plus or Apple TV or whatever, because we have a trial. She sings. It's amazing. Who knew she could sing? Not me. I didn't know that. I didn't know but that's actually such a good point. I feel like she's one of those actresses that's in everything but doesn't get enough credit ever. Yes, agreed. Mm -hmm. Where is the credit for Katherine Hahn? I stand with Katherine. Wow. As you should. And thank you. Um, and that's basically all my characters. I love that. I Yours love it was too. a very, very good list. Thanks for tuning in again, everyone. We are so happy to have you listening once again. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at jotthatdownpod. That's J-O-T, that down, P-O-D. Mm -hmm.